Geeks, you're listening to episode 357 of the Geeks of the Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. Yes, who's back? Back again. <laughs> <laughs> and Shelly Nolan. Hello. This week, we're geeking out about the Ninja Turtles. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go. There you go. Uh, Nintendo. <laughs> and Marvel shows, kind of. Um, there's something we're geeking out about. Other stuff's a little meh. We'll get into it. Um, yeah. For that, LJ... Yeah. You you went to a con while you were gone. Yes, I did. It was super cool. I went to uh, How visit, was that? I went to visit some friends in North Carolina, and the the con was cool. Um, I got to meet uh, Ming Na Wen. Uh, she signed my Blu-ray. Oh my gosh, so cool! Uh, and it was like she was really real awesome. I uh, I actually took my my buddy's oldest, who's about I think she's like five or six, with me because she found out like that's where I was going. And they were on the line next to me to go meet, uh, my buddy was going to meet Joel McHale. And so I was like, yeah, sure, I'll bring her with me, whatever. Um, and so she was really excited. Um, and uh, it was good. Um, a lot of a lot of people there, a lot of really cool cosplay. Uh, somebody cosplayed as like a giant Lego Deadpool. Um, <laughs> there was some like cool like Transformer stuff. We took, we took some pictures of some Mandalorian. That guy's dressed up as like Mandalorians. Um I ended up getting some Funko Pops for a few people. Um, cool. I ended up... Uh, what else did I do? I got um, the artist who drew um, the iconic like Venom Lethal Protector um, like cover art, um, Mike Bag- Mark Bagley. Ooh. He signed... I got a print from him that uh, was signed. That's um, very cool. The one I do, I do regret not getting a print from is uh, Jeremy Clark. Who is now slated to do um, the Last Ronin um, two, and he's oh. actually he did cover art for TMNT versus Street Fighter, and I should have got that print. I regret getting. Oh yeah. I regret yeah. not getting that print. He was so he was like, like Mark Bagley. The dude's been around for years, and so I get it. He's just like, oh whatever, you know. But like, the Jeremy Clark was awesome. That dude was so cool um, to meet him. Um, he's done a lot. He, he's. He's done a lot of stuff that, um, especially with. Well, I think he's doing all of the, the new Last Ronin stuff. Um, but I'm so excited for, especially in the height of Street Fighter popularity and TMNT popularity, I'm excited to go like check out that book when it all comes out too. Um, my uh, oh, I did get to meet with with. Uh, I didn't get anything signed by him, but my buddy got his N64 game signed by Charles Martinet, and that dude is so awesome. Like I just love. Uh, he's just so wholesome. And he just turns on those voices like like a switch, like just boom, like a light switch, just off and on, and just goes right into those voices. Um, and he asked my buddy's kids, like, oh, who's your favorite Mario character? And then they're like, oh, Princess Peach. And then he did this thing where he put his hand in his shirt and went, boom, 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 boom. And he's like, oh, I love Princess Peach, you know, like, I love Princess Peach and stuff <laughs> like that. And he's just like, oh, like, that dude is just such a, like, light to be around. Like, he... Um, he was cool. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't there, but they also got his kids. Also got to meet Steve from Blue's Clues. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> so cool. that, that was super cool. Uh, um, I bought some. I went and bought some new dice um, for some D and D stuff that I'm going to be doing pretty soon here. Um, yeah, I think um, walked around the con and stuff like that, and just saw a bunch of cool things. Um, I didn't actually get them at the con because uh, some friends actually found some there. 
but I got from a local comic shop, I got these Disney variant covers. It turns out they're actually only variant covers for Amazing Spider-Man and not the actual comics they're from. So mm-hmm. I got this like old school like Avengers looking one. I guess this doesn't help if you're like listening to the podcast, but there's like the um that's like a classic one and then I got like the new Avengers um like you know it's got all the Disney characters and then I got Mickey this, Mouse and Captain America. Yes. <laughs> and, and like Goofy's Iron Man. I got this Miss Marvel one too with Minnie as Miss Marvel. With Minnie as Miss Marvel. That's um, cool. Yes, there's one that I really want to get. It's like the extremist cover for Iron Man, but it's um basically mickey dressed up in an iron man costume um they have one for infinity gauntlet or and so there's actually one uh, i want to get that's not out yet where mickey is actually dressed up as cyclops and it's an x-men cover and he's basically shooting a laser blast out of his eye out of his like visor i'm like oh um but it was really cool to go support like a local comic shop and stuff like that too um, the rest of the yeah, cool. the rest of my vacation, I played a lot of Unmatched, which is a really cool tabletop game, which I call like the dead. It's to me, it's deadliest warrior with fictional characters. Um, he, so he, they got a bunch of the expansions. So basically, one of the things we did was like the Raptors from Jurassic Park versus like Alice from Alice in Wonderland or something. One of them, we had like She Hulk fighting. Um, like uh like Sherlock Holmes and stuff like that and like we did basically there's all these expansions for this game unmatched it's super fun I played a lot of board games when I was there which is something I don't get to do at all like I don't I don't have any friends like I'm close with here that play a bunch of board games um so Un- unmatched is a really fun board game if you if y'all have not heard of that before um other than that like it was it was a good trip my, my, like my flights went well and everything good um yeah, that's kind. Of, that's kind of it. Um, oh, that's kind of all the highlights, all the geekiness, yeah, anyway. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we will get into the games that we have been playing. Then uh, I actually took a break since I finished uh, Zelda. Uh, there's so much that I could do in that game, and I might go check it back out. But nice. Right now, I was just like, gotta put it down. Uh, <laughs> what have you been playing, LJ? Yeah, so I've played a few things. Um, during the trip, uh, I did get a um, a code. Um, one of the things I love that Geek Center Grace gets does, you know, when like now that I'm not part of the board, this is a code we weren't able to get. So you know, we you know part of the thing we get to do for volunteers is you know if we can't get a code for something, we're able to fit the bill for something, you know, somebody wants to play or a review. So this is the first time I received what we call a, you know, stipend and stuff like that, a volunteer, you know, for like as a volunteer since I'm not part of the board. But I have been playing uh, Disney Illusion Island, which I will be reviewing for the website. Um, it's a super fun game. You base you can play up to four people at a time between Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy, and it's basically Ori in the Blind Forest for kids. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and it's super good. There's, like, very, like, little combat. They do have boss battles, but, like, the way you do defeat the bosses is, like, all platforming stuff. Um, but it's one of those things, like, if you've played Ori in the Blind Forest and if you've played other Metroidvanias, it starts to real feel good when you get to the late game because you have all these tools to platform and do all this cool stuff. Um, so it's, it's really neat. The animation is super slick. Uh, the soundtrack is super good. You can actually make the game a little bit harder if you want. You can start with up to anywhere from one to three hearts. Uh, so I tried three at first, and I was like, well, let me lower it to two. 
And it turns out you can actually unlock more hearts later, basically, which is to take more hits. Um, but I recommend I recommend it. It's it's a little steep in price, I think. I, I mean, I find, like, I would have been like, oh, okay, if I spent the $40 myself, I probably would have actually enjoyed it. But it would have been, like, a big gamble for me. Um, but I like it. It's If you're something looking, for, if you're looking for something fun and wholesome to play, especially, like, as a family game, it's it's super cool. Um, yeah, it's fun. Uh, there's a lot of, like, all the characters get their own unique tools, even though they all do the same thing. It feels very personal, and it's not one of those things where, oh, I'm picking this character, so this is the only character I get to see. Every time they do a story moment or some kind of cutscene, it involves all four characters, so it doesn't feel like you're missing out on something. So, yes. so uh, super fun game. I actually started getting real into that this week. I played some on on the on the, the ride home, um, but super good, super good game. And that's a that's a Switch exclusive, um, also, which I found interesting. Um, the next game I've been I don't really have much to say, I guess, because it's been a real chill game um, for to play in the mornings lately. Um, and just kind of as I get, my mind gets reacclimated to the back to Central Time, and then especially mm-hmm. with my new work mm-hmm. schedule, this weekend I spent a lot of time replaying Red Dead Redemption Two, which I had already started another playthrough of. But I'm like, man, this game must be good enough to where like I'm in the middle of my second playthrough. Like it was just yeah, like, yeah no I kidding. don't do that it's very beautiful. often. The only game I think I've replayed like that that much has been like Spider Man or something like. Um, so yeah, and like I've still been playing a little bit of Final Fantasy 16, but that's like been more of like the evening game where like I'll play like an hour or so before I go to bed. Uh, but it's still chipping away at that too. Wanted to give a shout out there. Um, also, you can check out. I got to put together a GUG plays article for Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. Enough of us, enough of us have played it on sta- on on the writing department that have been excited about it and have been talking about it. We have our own spoiler chat for it. And so uh, I, right before, like the night before I got on my flight, I was like, ooh, let me put this article together real quick. And mm-hmm. um, so that's, that's been a really fun thing to have on the site. I used a bunch of my virtual photography as like images for that article. And it's just really cool to see everyone's perspective on um, their time with the game. And then I even linked it back here to the podcast. I even put a link to, you know, if people wanted to hear our thoughts on the podcast for those of us who have played it, then they can come check out a few of our older episodes so yeah it was just real fun to integrate everything all into one piece like that so yeah that's that's what i've been up to for the gaming realm sweet shall you haven't played anything either nope not really (laughs) yeah it's a chill week take a breath Uh, taking a breath (laughs) yes (laughs) we'll get into the uh Gaming news then. Go ahead, LJ. Yeah, so I guess I'm going to transition. It works out. I'm going to transition right into kind of the most fresh news that kind of came out today. I had to go and make sure this was real because I saw one of those, like, I think Game Rant or somebody posted an image of, like, oh, Red Dead, the Red Dead remake is real or something like that. And I'm like, okay, I got to go see if this is legit. Um, it turns out it is not a remaster or a remake of any kind, it is a port. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I almost like this idea better than like they did those remasters a few years ago that people were very upset about, which are actually kind of a lot more decent now, now that they've patched it. But this port for Red Dead 1, all right, I guess I'm not going to call it Red Dead 1 because there's Red Dead Revolver. So Red Dead Redemption, uh, the first one, is getting ported to PS4 and Switch. Does no that PC. mean that it's on PS5 if it's on PS4? You can play it on your PS5 and it'll have faster frame rate and stuff like that. 
Yeah. But there's no like PS5 version, I think, which version, is version, right? Okay. But it's that's kind of odd. Um, th- they're going. I, I know there's some people that are up in arms about this, but there it's a very Nintendo thing that Rockstar is doing here because they're going to charge fifty dollars for it. Uh, fifty dollars. Like, yeah. So I'm like, y'all, like y'all have been letting Nintendo do this for the last couple of years with their Wii U ports. Like, so don't like you know. <laughs> um. But uh, I, it would have been nice if they put it on PC because then I could just play it on my Steam Deck. But I mean, that's not happening. Which I could potentially. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Red Dead Two would like melt my Steam Deck if I tried that. Like if I. Well, and fifty dollar price point is like a. Mm-hmm. That's a big ask. Uh, um, yeah. I still low key want it on my Switch, though. So I might. I'm the sucker that's gonna like be a part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, like I just want to ride on my horse. With, with this nice music in the background and just <laughs> obviously it's not gonna you know it's it's an older game so it's not gonna be quite as like good as Red Dead Two is but uh, it's still a good game still a really good game the I, the reason why they're not bringing this to Xbox I think is because the the version on Xbox is not like an Xbox One specific version but Xbox does this thing where they upgraded the 360 games to have uh like a f- upscaled 4K visual and upscaled frame rate. So when you go play Red Dead 1 on your Xbox, if you haven't played it in a while, you're going to be like, dang, I don't remember this game looking this good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope, I mean, like, it's just one of those things where I get why that's not coming to Xbox, because they've already done the work there, it sounds like, or at least Microsoft has. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you really want to go play this game, if you have never played it before, I think these are somewhat worth it if you don't have, like, to me, it's like, it's still a really good game. It's just a lot to ask. Um, if you don't have an Xbox, especially, like you could probably go get these for real cheap on Xbox right now too. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a rock stars. I don't. I mean, they know people are gonna buy it though. That's that's the thing. Is like they're like Nintendo. Oh, we know you. you we know you guys are gonna buy this. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they're gonna do it. Yeah. Hey. So I mean, that's that's more I could say. I mean, um, the story. It's the story of John Marston and people who have never played Red Dead One don't don't know that story. They just know John Marston from Red Dead Two. So, um, yeah. So that's that's that for the Rockstar stuff. Uh, a seven year old video game is finally getting a update for Xbox Series X and S, and uh, that game is Killer Instinct, which was so an ex- random. It's wow. an Xbox One launch title, basically. Um, the story with that is they had a company work on it initially for what they considered the first season. Uh, there's another company that picked it up who does like a lot of fighting game stuff and like a lot of like support work for it. Um, they worked on it for another couple seasons, and they it just kind of lost. I, I think it was it wasn't ever totally dead, but they just kind of went off to do other things. But now this was one of the announcements during Evo is that they are doing that this the work to upscale the graphics 4k stuff and make it run smooth they're actually supposed to be working on some actually balancing of the gameplay so like actual like they're going to work supposed to be working on matchmaking and actual like balancing so there's going to be patches for characters and stuff like so it's going to be like it's going to be the most legit update this game has seen in a long time um very good which it's going to get it's going to get me to re-download it because i actually really liked this game but i just you know like no one really ever played it and so if it gets if it kind of gets back into the conversation again with fighting games like 
I would be stoked if they made another Killer Instinct because totally, it's, yeah. part, it's been a part of my childhood since like yeah. the Super Nintendo. So it just needs that support, you know. <clears throat> yes, yes, yeah. And then um, the final piece of gaming news is that Street Fighter Six and Ninja Turtles are doing a collaboration. Um, so yeah, I think by this recording it'll have already started. But uh, for Street Fighter Six, you'll be able to rock some gear um that's tmnt themed uh they're gonna put like a whole shop like a whole kiosk in like the battle hub <laughs> so fun and you're gonna be able to get some stuff for your avatar too like there's stuff that looks like costumes for the characters but I it's like me fighters and smash so cool. that's exactly <laughs> what the avatars in street fighter are they're basically yeah. these but for street fighter um and it kind of like i don't really spend much time in the battle hub like i would love I mean, I guess you would have to figure out what characters you're going to use for skins or whatever. But I'm like, just Fortnite the thing. Give me a couple skins. Or even do the fun thing where I think in Street Fighter V, they had it to where there was a couple costume packs where characters would basically cosplay as other Capcom characters. And so I think it would be funny if they did something like that again. Um, but I probably all oh, these weird won't. crossovers. <laughs> yeah, like I probably won't spend so the money weird. on it because uh, because it's nothing. It's not really worth it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm down. I, I think it's cool that they're doing this. Um, I just love that the Ninja Turtles are infiltrating every, every fighting game. Fight. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're in Brawlhalla. Like I low key would want to spend maybe a couple bucks out on a Brawlhalla character, but um, yeah, they're definitely in that uh, Injustice. We were talking about this a few weeks ago. I feel like um, they were in Injustice so. as well. Yeah, um, we need yeah. a Tekken next. Yeah, Tekken. Oh. Tekken Turtles. Oh my gosh, a fight between Splinter and Hihachi would be the most epic thing ever. <laughs> oh my gosh. So good. I, I want that now. Um, yeah. Uh, good stuff. Could you though. imagine Shredder in Tekken? Shredder would work actually really well. Absolutely. Yeah, That'd be awesome. So perfect. Shredder would also work really good in Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Usagi in Mortal Kombat or like Tekken. Please! <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Oh my, my boy. I, I do want to see Splinter and Hayashi throw it out now, though. Um, that'd be cool. Casey Jones at a. Oh, Casey cool. Jones would. Oh, I would actually lose my mind. Really well. I would actually just die, uh, I think. In a good way. So <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> yeah, Casey Jones would work really good. Um, even in Tekken, he would work. Yeah. Totally. I mean, if you can put Negan in Tekken, you can put, like, Casey Jones. So. Oh, man. I mean, Nick, Negan, oh, Negan literally just used his bat, uh, you know, in that game. Like, it, They put Noctis in Tekken 7. Like, I'm like, yeah, you can For put crying anybody, out loud, yeah. You can put anybody <laughs> in Tekken, in Tekken yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, so, who knows? I, maybe we'll see some more, more collabs. I would be down for it, though. So, yeah, that's gaming news. Sweet. We'll get into uh, the movies then. Uh, you can start with your... Speaking of TMNT, speaking of yeah, speaking of another good segue, good movies. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, this was a good movie. I liked it it a lot. I think um, one of our biggest takeaways from a non-spoiler perspective for my husband and I, because he's the one who really introduced me to TMNT, right? So he's like even a bigger fan than I am. Um, He was saying one of his favorite parts of just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in general is that it's 
basically kind of canon that there's a bit of a multiverse of TMNT. Like, for a while now. There's, like, movies about different variations of the Turtles. And so yeah. there's no, like, Turtles reboots. There's only ever just new and existing versions of the Turtles. So I think uh, this is just another welcome addition to that multiverse, if you will. Um, I think there's, I mean, because I know I always get tired of just like constant reboots and things like that. But like, this is a series where this is, this just happens, right? This was totally Um, unique, yeah. And it's totally unique. The art style obviously was very cool um, and unique. And I really liked the music. The music choices were really good, I think, especially in comparison to... The soundtrack was so good. It's like they had, they had you know, already a really great original score. Which, by the way, if you have watched the movie, <laughs> look at the names of the of the songs of the original score on, like, Spotify or wherever. Ooh, like, they're to... genuinely funny. <laughs> like, they're definitely spoilery, so don't do it if you haven't seen the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're, I, I, I looked at it, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. This is I need funny. to go look, but one of the scores in there almost sounded like one of the original, like, NES games to me. And I'm like, I need to go look and see if there's any correlation there. Like, Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, the, yeah, so there's, like, some original stuff in there, but... The East Coast hip-hop was just awesome. So cool. Yeah, and I think they, like, some little musical montages and things they did, some of the musical choices that they had. Um, Mm -hmm. I forget the term for it, but, like, it was just, I think it was really well done. And especially when I compare it to something like the Mario movie. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of animated (laughs) movies now that will integrate, like, songs like just actual songs non-original songs into their movies and i think i'm so used to them not doing it well that i wasn't expecting them to do it at all in this movie i guess first of all just because again i'm I'm so used to spider-verse and all of it's original um Mm. there's no non-original music for those for those movies but um so i guess if anything it threw me off a little bit but it was in a good way because i was like oh you know what they're actually using this song in a way that makes sense and is cool and i and i enjoy it um so that was really cool. And then I also liked um, how relatively simple the, the entire story is. I thought it was like just very refreshing for me. I, it was they just subvert like, yep, some usual just... things like we're like mm-hmm. we kind of expect out of like the origin story too. And yeah, I, just, I like the different direction they go with it, and I'm like, this is okay. Like it's it's okay that it's that it's that they did this. Yeah, and it's cool how um, there's. Themes that are the same in pretty much every TMNT version, and they also subverted some of those in this movie, but what was cool was that they didn't ignore them. It wasn't that they Mm -hmm. were just like, well, we're not going to do things the way we have. Um, Instead, they just kind of took things in a different direction, which is going to lead to different consequences, and I'm not going to mention what those are exactly, uh, because I'm not going to spoil the movie for anybody, but... Uh, if you're a hardcore team and T fan, you maybe know what I'm kind of talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> which I thought that was pretty neat. Was like a oh cool, so they're, so they're doing this now. Oh, they could just do this. No other team. Did- oh, now the consequences. Like sort of like seeing that. I thought that was very good, and um, mm. I liked that a lot. And then the other thing that threw me off. But again, it wasn't necessarily in a bad way. It just like I wasn't expecting it. I was not expecting so many pop culture references or just like modern culture references but it was like in a tasteful way i thought oh i think so yes it didn't feel like it was overbearing or they were just trying to cram everything in there at once it felt like actual teenagers like making references to things that they know 
Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. That's how I felt too. Um, Like it threw me off, I think, at the beginning, but I think by the end I was like, no, this wasn't like a, oh, let's make all these modern references to make it appeal to our audience. It's like, no, they literally just (laughs) put four teenagers in a recording studio and have them interact with each other. And of course they're going to talk about stuff like that. They're going to say like, hey, you got no riz, like stuff like that. Like, of course they're going to talk about that. That's teenagers. I think if anything, it makes this movie kind of a cool like time capsule piece. It um, does. Which is like, you would never think a period piece would be coming out of TMNT, but that's kind of so, what's going to so happen. It's the era. Like, it's, yeah. Which I think I is very neat. thing about uh, Donnie's hoodie or shirt he's wearing. It's Jojo. Jojo's bizarre. He is a canon he's a, he's anime fan. He's a hardcore fan. anime fan, yes. Yeah. He's a amazing. really hardcore anime fan. I love it. The reason that uh, he, like, has that hoodie or jack shirt, whatever it is, on is because his voice actor, they asked him, hey, what's your favorite anime? That you're watching right now. That's oh, amazing. And like, That's cool. We're gonna we'll, we'll put that in there. Donnie's yeah. easily he's easily like I've always been a Donatello fan, but he's easily my favorite in this movie. I think um, the other thing I'll I'll sort of finish with is how much love you could tell went to this movie from so many different aspects, from the animation yeah. to the music to the voice acting to caring for the animators. Like I I, I keep hearing about how. Um, the director and Seth Rogen, I forget the director's name, sorry. Oh, <laughs> but also, I thought it was, the, I thought Seth Rogen was I think the they director. co-directed, but, uh, basically there's the, they wanted to make sure the animators weren't overworked and they had a good, mm-hmm. healthy work-life balance. And I'm like, thank you, because it's, like, that's, and the video game industry, they're so similar now where they're just, like, I read that pushing so hard lot, for, like, a yeah. year ago. And they was, t- like, it was a year, I guess, they changed a lot, and I guess the animators were totally, like, on top of it. Like, it was wasn't a big issue they didn't have to crunch apparently yeah totally but um but anyway that's uh those are my general thoughts definitely worth seeing very fun very good movie yeah cool emphasis on the fun yeah very fun (laughs) i did not make it to the theaters um but i did watch nimona nimona let's go also a very fun movie for the most part there's some weird parts in there but (laughs) for the most part it's pretty fun (laughs) Uh, love the art style, and I love the humor. Uh, mm-hmm. Nimona is one of the funniest characters I think I've ever seen in a show. Um, very random and uh, unhinged. I think is a good yes, way to put it. exactly. <laughs> and it's not just like play pretend unhinged. It's like legitimately <laughs> like <Yeah>. full throttle. <laughs> uh, so I had a lot of fun watching it. I know that... Um, Given this is, you know, Geeks Race is a Christian podcast, I feel like there are a lot of our listeners that are probably going to um, have a rough time with it because it is very, uh, you know, it, it features a gay couple um, as, like, the main characters. And then mm-hmm. uh, Nimona itself is kind of an analogy for uh, transgenderism. But if all of that makes you uncomfortable, I would still urge you to watch it anyways, just because it is a fun watch. Uh, and I think that um, getting, like, getting viewpoints that are opposite of yours is a good is a healthy thing to do mm-hmm. anyways uh i think that the stuff about the the analogies to transgenderism uh mm-hmm. i think are really done well here and can give a lot of people uh, a better understanding of like the mindsets and stuff mm. uh, yeah no i would fully agree with that people have yeah um so if you're like oh no they're you know shoving the gay agenda uh you know, probably not for you, but uh, if you come with an open mind and you, you want to actually kind of like learn some different viewpoints, uh, I think it's a really good way to do it. 
Uh, plus, it's at home. You know, you don't have to like actually interact mm-hmm. with anyone. Yeah, and it's like very easy to digest too. They don't try to make yes. it some sort of like big thing. It's just very. It's very natural and explained very well. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, tons and tons of fun to watch. <laughs> uh, we were laughing almost the entire time. My only critique with it is that uh, if you watch trailers, Nimona's a shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish that she had more uh, favorite animals because the like she kept changing into the same things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, come on, make more. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for, and it would have been very Beast Boy, that's probably why they didn't do it, but I was waiting for a T-Rex. Mm-hmm. Could have at least got a dinosaur. Uh, I was waiting. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, but yeah, no, I really, really enjoyed the movie. That's awesome. Uh, a lot of fun. Pretty short. It's on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, it's pretty accessible to watch. Uh, I'd say check it out. Um, cool. Yeah. That's all that I watched, though. LJ, did you watch any other movies? No, that was it. Okay, I thought I saw something. Cool. We will get into the movie news then. Yeah, no problem. Uh, we we don't have a ton in the movie department today, but I think that's okay. So, first thing I want to talk about is Nintendo has made a little bit more of a statement, proclamation, whatever have you, <laughs> to basically acknowledge that, yes... The Super Mario Bros. movie was very great financially for them, and they would like to keep doing more. So, same. I mean, it's, it is a little bit of a moot point. It's a little bit obvious, but I think the fact that Nintendo is finally like making that statement, especially talking about um, more IPs, it's like they definitely recognize that this there's an audience for this, and it's not necessarily just for Mario. Like, there's obviously a really high chance of just, they're going to make another Mario movie because there's so much Mario content they can just make a Mario mo- another one. Yeah. Um, and people just eat it up like no problem. They totally could. Especially with the way the movie ended. Like they definitely could just make another and they probably will. As but long as they want. I'm also interested in the fact that they're mentioning other IPs. Um, and I know that they've tried different like random movies with various successes in the past and shows with various successes in the past. Um, or various level of successes, uh, I, I should say. Um, not not always very successful, but I'm interested to see kind of like what they're willing to pour into, like money wise, uh, for some of these projects. Because there's obviously, obviously, there's an audience for it. I think some of the past projects have just not had enough money or support uh, to really kind of get them going. Mm-hmm. But I think obviously they're willing to put in that money and effort and time to help out with the sort of these visual projects. They said visual projects. They didn't explicitly say like movies. Um, so that could be shows and that could be, you know, anything else, honestly. But who knows? Maybe Zelda anime could be real or be maybe so cool. As a show. Yes. Or maybe they'll bring back Kirby right back at you or something. <laughs> I feel like Kirby is like the next, a good next step, I think. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm very curious to see kind yeah, of like Metroid what. Prime live action. Yeah, I'm curious to see if they're going to try to be remaking games into shows slash movies or if they're going to be trying to make more original content. I remember they, for Kid Icarus Uprising, they made a couple different, basically, anime episodes for Kid Icarus Uprising. And you could watch them, like, on your 3DS, I'm pretty sure, because I think I remember watching them on my 3DS. And I really liked them. They were, like, high quality, and I, I wanted a whole show about it. And I think you can legitimately make a whole show about something like Kid Icarus because there's so many wacky characters. Um, 
you know, Pitt could just be flying around doing whatever they have very, it's all very fun. It's very fun cast. Um, if you've ever played Kid Icarus Uprising and they could get really meta with it too. Um, so that would be what I would really like to see. Very niche. I know and very specific, but I think I just want more Kid Icarus content and we're not getting it from the game perspective because Sakurai is still obsessed with Smash. He's already said he wants mm. to do another Smash. So oh. he's never doing Kid Icarus again, guys. Um, <laughs> It's never <laughs> happening. Uh, but if they could do something like that, I think that'd be really, really cool. And who knows? Maybe they'd do other really cool projects. Um, my only hope is that maybe it takes a little bit of a different perspective or different sort of... I hope it's a little bit different than the Mario Bros. movie. The Mario Bros. movie was obviously yeah. really great in a lot of ways, but I kind of would like them to take maybe some of their other IPs a little bit more seriously or take it in different directions. Maybe not have it literally just be fan service for an entire show or entire movie would be kind of nice. I wouldn't really want to see modern songs in my Zelda. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really, that doesn't, you know, and hopefully they kind of recognize that. But um, again, overall, very curious to see kind of what they come up with. I I heard a great, or I saw a great suggestion on, on social media on like Facebook or something where somebody said they should give Zelda to Gindy Tartakovsky, who's the creator of Samurai Jack. Because he's doing, mm. like, he, he does characters and stories so well without dialogue. And so it's like, you, yeah. like, like that's a great like, point. Because there are, there are episodes oh of both Samurai Jack and Primal, you know, which is one of his newer shows where they're, you know, they go a lot, a long time without anybody saying a word. And so I just think, like, that would be, that would be really cool. Um, they can, you know, he does, uh, you know, he directs good shows about, one or two characters that are just on this journey. And so I think, like, a Zelda, him, like, giving him a Zelda show or something, or a short, a mini series would be awesome. Mm hmm. Yeah. That would be, that's great. Mm-hmm. Like, what, I know Pokemon is a separate company, right? They only like, go on Pokemon Nintendo Origin, consoles, like but. A Pokemon Origins kind of thing? Yeah, but, like, what I really love about the Pokemon company is how much emphasis and how much. Like, it's a little bit unfortunate that they don't put more money and effort into their actual games. But mm-hmm. I do like that they do put a lot of money and effort into their animations. And mm-hmm. whether it's their anime or just anime spinoffs or just random things they upload on YouTube. They'll just, yeah. like, upload super cute things on YouTube that are just wonderful and beautiful. And I, I really like that. I, like, love that, you know, the, it's because it just adds to the world building. It adds to, like, mm-hmm. characterization. It's just, they're just fun, right? It's cute. And so I would even love if Nintendo did something like that where it's just, like... Just commit, uh, you know, entire department or whatever, probably more than one department, but, you know, to just creating, you know, little bite-sized pieces of content every once in a while. I think even that would be awesome. It doesn't necessarily have to be a full movie or it doesn't necessarily have to be a full show, but it can be. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm curious to see how it will go. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, our other piece of news today is the Suicide Squad Iron Cut. Um this is basically, remember the original Suicide Squad movie, not the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. This is just Suicide Squad. So James Gunn has said that uh, he basically has the okay to release the Iyer cut, <laughs> yeah. which is like kind of like a kind of like harking back to the Snyder cut, although yeah. definitely less fanfare because um, I don't know. I don't know what it is with these old DC. They're not old, sorry, but these DC movies that are universally known as not being very good. People, mm-hmm. like, want more of it as if it's going to make it better. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it will. 
Snyder Cut was really <laughs> fun, though. Um, That's fair. It was, okay. it was a fun think, like piece of history to see later, I think. Yeah. Sure, okay. I, I think it's more of like a... It, not only that they expect it to be good, they just like want the directors to uh, be Had able more to... freedom. Like, okay. Yeah, do what they yeah. wanted to do. And that is, just goes back to like how much control warner bros had over mm-hmm. these movies and was nah, like, allowing point. creative freedom mm-hmm. um like there's definitely like the snyder cut realm um i'm, I'm grateful for it i thought it was really cool mm-hmm. um i i feel like there's a lot of stigma that like warner bros ruined all these movies and that's why they're bad mm-hmm. they the directors do their thing they would have been good which i don't necessarily agree with because batman vs superman still isn't that great of a movie even with the director's cut <laughs> um but uh, Justice League turning into like this Guardians of the Galaxy wannabe thing when it wasn't supposed to be, yeah, um, is really interesting to me. I would love to see the grittier like vision that David Iyer had. Yeah, um, I don't yeah, want that for the rest of the movie necessarily. But if you got he's got enough Joker footage, they said to make like a whole another movie, <laughs> and they used 15, 20 minutes of it. Yeah, man, it might be less. I think it's eight minutes. Yeah, I'd have to look. He's got about um, as much screen time as Godzilla did in his own movie. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't <laughs> like Jared Leto's Joker necessarily. I mean, uh, but I would like to see that uh, vision, you know, sought out and done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think dropping it now would be a terrible idea because if it's good, uh, R.I.P. James Gunn's universe. <laughs> right, it's not supposed to interact with that new universe either. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be yeah. just. They could just mm-hmm. throw it on HBO Max and call it a day. You know, I also just realized how Jared Leto just has really bad luck with um, being superhero villains. Like, right? Like Joker and Morbius were both yeah. like superhero <laughs> villains. It's kind of too bad. Um, and also in non the least popular universes of those each you know what i mean like mm-hmm. the non-mcu yeah. spider-man universe and the non-dceu well i don't i don't i get them mixed up but not the current one not the james the too and that wasn't great oh man maybe it should stick to yeah. music was that ghost in, was that ghost in the shell he was in or blade runner wasn't he in ghost in the shell i could be wrong i don't remember. i don't know I, i'll be honest it might have been both <laughs> it might have been both i don't remember I'll look at it. Uh, <laughs> who was the bad guy? It was not. It was not Jared Leto. Man, I just meshed those movies up <laughs> I so mean, strongly. To be fair, this is how little I know about. To be <laughs> fair, the they're shop. both like cyberpunk. Yeah, I was the right genre. I think I just think they're the same movie in my head. That's I, so funny. I, I actually don't hate that movie, uh, Ghost in the Shell. Anyway, um, I liked it. But maybe it's because I thought it was Blade Runner. <laughs> That's very funny. Um, that, that was like one of the first 4K Blu-rays I ever bought. I think it was Ghost in the Shell. Wow. Uh, it was Peter Ferdinando. Well, I, don't, I don't actually know who that is. In Ghost in the Shell? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> okay. Same thing. Yeah, sure. It's exactly the same. That's all we have That's on movie sad. news. I forget what that movie was. I liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a Bible study at geekcentergrace.com slash Bible study on Ghost in the Shell that, that I wrote. Uh, <laughs> so you would think I'd remember it a little there bit. There might be one on Blade Runner as well. I don't. I can't, we got to fact check that. <laughs> They're going to read it and be like, this is a dumb movie we watched. <laughs> 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 this is going to be Blade Runner. Blade Runner. 
<laughs> no, that's awesome. We'll get into uh, TV shows we've been watching then. Uh, I finished Witcher 3. Nice. Uh, season How 3. How was it? I keep calling it Witcher 3. That's very uh, funny. Not the Wild Hunt. Yeah. And they did something really, really wise, I think. Uh, a lot of people are mad about it, but I, th- it was a smart choice, and that is that they did not send Henry, Henry Cavill off in this season. Um, that's a bit spoilery, but, like, something that viewers probably want to know is that, like, this isn't goodbye. Um, hmm. But that means, like, what they're doing here is that they'll do it in the next season so that you'll watch at least an episode of the next season. Mm, it's a little bit devious. Invested in that. Yeah, so that you, they can hopefully, their hope is, to, you know, hook you into the story at that point. So you have to keep watching Hemsworth's um, uh, version. Netflix is known to do that, too. They're like, oh, we're going to lead you to the thing, but we're not going to actually do any big yeah. finale stuff until the next, yeah. Well, as of right now, it's really not even set up for him to leave, which surprised huh. me. Um, I was kind of shocked. I figured this, these last three episodes were literally going to be, because it was like they released half the season, and then they released these three and I was like, oh, it's literally the episode I mean, that'll lead up to it. They could just do the James Bond thing and be like, oh, all of a sudden we got a new Bond. Yeah, I don't think so. I think he'll be a different dimension. Ooh, weird. Interesting. That's a, like a book thing. Not really oh, a game thing. Oh, interesting. Uh, in the games, Siri does a little bit of dimension hopping. but That's uh, true. Apparently it's very prevalent in the books. Okay. I haven't read enough of the books. I've read a little bit, but... We'll see. Um, there is... Witcher's is so complicated. I don't know like what counts as like serious spoilers or not with it because it's not really like important plot points. Right, right. But like the thing that made him become a Witcher in the Witcher Three video game, he does uh, that again basically to give you new abilities. Um, mm. It's not a big story piece; it's just like something that happens. Okay. And uh, I think it would have been cool if they would make him do that, and then the transfiguration like changes his face. Mm. <laughs> okay. Do this thing again. Mm. Um, That'd be interesting. But I'm assuming. Dimension hopping will be yeah. the culprits. Uh, yeah, we'll have another. I guess I'll be watching season four. I was able to watch this and probably be done with it, but uh, <laughs> they didn't give me the farewell that I wanted, so I gotta keep watching. You've done so Ben Hook. Yep. I'm assuming he gets paid for any ever episodes he's in, so I'll keep, I'll keep watching as long as he's there, I guess. <laughs> uh, and that is. Oh no, and I watched the first episode of Adventures of the Superman. Nice! I want to keep watching. Mm -hmm. It's so good! It gets better every week. Yeah, I like it. It's... It was a fun time. It is fun. Like, it's very fun, it's very simple, and it... The pacing is just wonderful. So, yeah. Yeah. It feels... It reminds me of, like, old Justice League, uh... shows. Um... Like, the original that came out. And then... But with this new, like art style and you can definitely feel the like the anime presence in it oh yeah mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it feels yep. very yeah. almost remixed to me yep yeah it's there's stuff that you like it's if so you're familiar good. with superman you're gonna love in it and then like if you're just never like superman but like anime stuff you'll like it too exactly the, the newest episode has one of my most favorite moments in the entire the entire season like it's Ooh. yeah it's just and it's not even that big of a moment but i'm just like it's so like profound and so superman that i'm just like that's the character, you know, like so. I just... I, yeah, totally. I'm yeah. I'm a big fan wonder, of all the characters are in the show. They've really made him in this like the way he's supposed to be, <laughs> which is dumb to say, but like, mm-hmm. they've just 
that's you know they finally did it <laughs> yeah and, and so, they figured out a way to make him relatable they had the guts to go make I, him but yeah. goody two shoes again and have a moral compass that's just so and strong that he'll just to, call the people to, out it's to his detriment almost like exactly you know? yeah yeah so i'm hoping that james gunn superman legacy or whatever it's called i hope it really kind of follows that uh purity that he has and really makes him just like super boy scoutish because mm-hmm. uh, i think that is like we've just been exposed to Zack snyder superman for so long i think we forgot you know like yeah. Not not that Henry Cav- I keep saying this. Not that Henry Cavill was a bad Superman because he totally. himself as Superman was really good. Yeah. But yeah. We just we just forgot what Superman was what was otherwise. I think exactly. Yeah. I totally you agree. Can you make him really naive and almost Captain America esque. Mm-hmm. It work really well. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily need to be patriotic. Just like good. But I yeah. even enjoyed him in like Superman Returns. You know, he was still that like Boy Scoutish. You know, like yeah, mm-hmm. like it was. Um, it just remind. It was a big reminder. Like, oh yeah, this is what Superman's supposed to be. A little more boyish naivety, I think, would help. I think that's really prevalent in mm-hmm. this adventure of Superman. Mm-hmm. Like, he's yeah, just almost seems like he's trying uh, to figure things out, but he yes. wants yeah. to do it the best way he can, and yep. it's hard mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm gonna try to do my best here. Don't just normal guy. Just normal guy. Yes. Just normal guy. Do normal yes. things. I love it. Oh, uh, I. <laughs> no, it's uh, awesome. I, I wonder how many episodes this has left, because, like, I don't want it to end. Me too. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's so good. It's a lot of fun. Uh, LJ, what have you been watching? Um, aside from Superman, I did watch Twisted Metal. That is actually the one nice. thing, um, uh, I, when I was at my buddy's house, we basically spent Friday, all of Friday and, I guess, Sunday, barbecuing and watching Twisted Metal. Like, we got up super, <laughs> er- we got up super early, put the grill on, like, put the meat on there and everything and i was like oh like he's like and he was curious because i think they had like the first episode for free or something and he's like oh that was actually pretty good and i'm like all right like i was like do you want to watch more we can just use my peacock account you know like that's yeah that's the only reason i still have this account is to watch twisted metal um and it turned out to be really good like really like it definitely silly but also just it really solid um they basically take twisted metal and do their own complete thing with it I would say somebody watched Road Warrior, the original Mad Max, which <laughs> okay. which the original Mad Max Road Warrior, it didn't look very post-apocalyptic. It was just kind of like highways and fields and stuff, right? It was just kind of one of those things, like like almost like the apocalypse just happened kind of a thing. Um, mm-hmm. And they watched that, and and obviously, like so it's from the writers of like Deadpool and Zombieland. It, the silliness of it feels very Zombieland. Um, but it's really good. It's 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 worth it. I, I love Zombieland. Zombieland is one of my favorite movies. I think it's a good you, movie. If you ever end up watching this show somehow, like you'll 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 be able to see like what I mean. Um, there's so much callbacks. There are callbacks to the video games too. They basically take the video game and just do their own thing with it. There's characters from the games that at first I'm like, oh, okay, who's this character? And then so all of a sudden. I'm looking at a list of video game like characters you can play in the video game, and I'm like, oh, that's this person, that's this person, and so like, it's really fascinating what they did with the show. Uh, Sweet Tooth is really good. Will Arnett and Samoa Joe because they both you know Will Arnett does the voice. Sweet Tooth is great. Um, Anthony Mackie is really good. Like honestly, Anthony Mackie just needs to do comedy roles, like action comedy roles. <laughs> like he, okay. it feels like he. He doesn't do well with serious roles. Like, 
I know he probably had some fun comments and things he said during, like, you know, like when they did um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and stuff like that, but to me, this is what he needs to be doing. I'm like, they put him just, put him in, like, a buddy cop movie with somebody or whatever, like, <laughs> and that, I feel like he would really succeed in being this action comedy actor or something, because um, he does well. Um, Stephanie Beatrice is really good in it, too. Like, she's been in a bunch of stuff. I like her in this, too. It is very, I feel like I don't really need to say this because y'all should know, especially like if anybody's heard about Twisted Metal or seen the trailers. It mm-hmm. is, it isn't rated R. It is definitely rated R. Um, T, or TVMA, I guess. But mm-hmm. it's super, it's super fun. I, I think it's a really good time. Um, cool. Yeah, it's good. Sweet. What about you, Shelly? You watching anything else? Yeah, so, yeah, besides Superman. <laughs> I'm glad we're finally on the, all of us are watching yes. Superman. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cody's one of us. Um, I also finally started the anime Mob Psycho 100 because Ooh, I read so I read as far as I could in the manga before I couldn't read anymore because the next Dark Horse comic sort of English translation version, um, number 12, doesn't come out until, like, September. And I'm like, really? Ah, so... I'm still kind of reading through that, um, but because I just want more of it, uh, we decided to start the show. And we're still in season one, and obviously I know everything that's happening. I, I'm very, very impressed with the uh, accuracy that it has to the manga. Like, it's basically, like, you have scenes directly from the manga, dialogue directly from it. Um, but the freedom of, of, like, the art style and animation styles, uh, they really take off. Which is so cool. And, like, even the manga had, like, sort of fun little, like, art style changes every once in a while. But usually, like, not quite to the extent that the animation goes. I think it's so, so cool. And I think it, like, works so well for um, what it is. And works really well for the show and the comedy. It really is, like, there's not many times in which I think, like... I mean, to be fair, I don't read, read a lot of manga. Nor do I read a lot of manga and then watch an anime of it. Um mm. Usually, I'm more of a like, oh, the book was better kind of person, generally speaking. Mm. But I think right now, if I if I had to choose one, I'd choose the anime just simply because they do have that freedom of that that media of uh, being able or that medium, sorry, of being able mm. to just express themselves in so many different animation styles. I think it's so 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 effective. Um, I think I it's honestly a season or two, and it's really good. I, I enjoyed it. It's fun. Yeah, I think it's a it's on par. Um, I think to become a favorite show of mine. I mean, my favorite anime is Kaguya-sama's Love is War. Um, and I definitely want to like finish watching this show before seeing if it takes that title or not. Um, but I really freaking enjoy it. Like I love all the characters so much. I love Mob um, as a character so much. I love Reagan. Um, and again, I even have since the manga, but uh, I just, I'm just really impressed with this anime. And I love like the intro songs. It goes so hard. <laughs> I dance, like, every time I listen to it. Um, it's actually crazy. Like, I'm surprised I haven't watched the show sooner, especially because I do really like One Punch Man, and obviously it's... I think it's One Punch Man, but better. Like, there's a lot of comparisons, obviously, between Saitama and Mob as characters. Yeah. They're both incredibly overpowered. Like, <laughs> one... The creator, one, um, you could tell he just is really, really good with creating anticlimactic humor. Like, he's just so good at it. And so he really just did One Punch Man, and then he's like, I'm gonna do it again, and and that he does it with Mob Psycho 100. But I think it's I think it's still really brilliant. I think it's awesome. I think that uh, Mob kind of just reminds me of Saitama, both adoles- adolescents. It's like he, he has all these emotions he's dealing with. And 
that can get outpoured through his powers, which he has to kind of like control and figure out. But mm-hmm. um, people still just aren't really a problem to him. Like he can still just pretty much be anybody. Um, but it's not, it's a little bit more nuanced than just one single punch. You know what I mean? Like the one single yeah. punch is obviously like the shtick of one punch man. <laughs> like that's why it's called that. And that's why it's so funny is because you'll just be anybody one punch. But um, they always have to create like scenarios in that show slash manga where he either isn't present or there's some other thing going on that has to like slow him down, um, which obviously creates a lot of comedic moments. But I think Mob Psycho 100 is really interesting because it usually, usually the slowness in, in like fights or whatever when they happen is because of like really good character dialogue um, and really good moments that are happening with character development um, that Mog continues to just experience throughout the entire uh, mm-hmm. series, right? So, really, really love it. Uh, could just become a favorite if it just, like, keeps going like this, like, legitimately. I'm just like, man, this is, like, the best show ever. So, yeah, that's what I'm gonna watch it. Cool. Alright, well, we'll get into the TV news then. Um, I don't want to end on a low note, so we're gonna, we're gonna start with Wanda. WandaVision. There is uh, reports from extras on the show that they were scanned uh, for future AI appearances without pay. Boo! Uh, Yeah. Part of the strike is about. Yeah, this is exactly what the strike is. Like, part of what it. Yeah. Like, oh, you did the thing you weren't supposed to do. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, So they were. Extras had digital replicas created. Oh without additional payment. They're so they didn't even get paid up. for the scans, let alone future uses. That's Yeah, that's bad. I'm sure it was like, if you want to be in the show, you got to scan. Uh, or at least send them just... some royalty checks or something. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, so sad. I don't know how you do that with a streaming service, but they got to figure out a way. Mm-hmm. Or at least pay them like... a ton up front if you're going mm-hmm. to do that. But I doubt mm-hmm. that's what happened. They probably got paid a regular amount that an extra would get. They probably didn't get paid extra mm-hmm. from Moss Hop with that. So, from the get-go. Yeah. You can just put them in any, like, movie you want, TV show you want now. That's terrible. Yeah. It's rough. Like, I hope that this strike goes, like, fixes things and they get laws in place and rules in place, regulations, so that uh, they can't just use these without permission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, huh? sure, even if they were given, even if it was consensual in a sense of they signed up for it and it was in their contract. The fact that they have no power or control as to what those their face in the future is going to be used for, because sure, it could just yeah. be for extras again, but it could be for a bad guy. It could be for someone who's getting murdered. It could be for like so mm-hmm. many things. That's and all of a sudden that's going to become, that's going to be associated with you, especially if you don't even know you have like friends of family reaching out to you be like, is this you? And it, it's you. It's like your face. doing or experiencing something awful or getting humiliated or embarrassed or you know something just very Mm -hmm. vulnerable um and it's not even like it wasn't even done with your consent like that sounds so bad like it's that kind of goes from like the when people become memes it's like game take doing that but like on another level because at least when you become a meme most of the time there's like still something that originally you were like had some control over that eventually you know blows up but this is like People have so much more creative power over it in a bad way. I don't know. It's kind of scary. Yeah. I... Even if you got paid less than actually showing up, mm-hmm. like you should be paid something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's gross. I'm sure they're not the only people that have 
done it. If WandaVision's been doing it, yeah. I'm sure all the other Marvel shows have been doing their scans in. Yeah. Um, other thing that Marvel's doing that's a cooler thing <laughs> <laughs> uh, is I Am Groot Season 2. I Am Groot was that like strange little mini episode yeah. show, mini series. Uh, they're little shorts. I don't think they're very long. Uh, I actually haven't seen I Am Groot. And now that I've seen season two, and it looks adorable. I feel like I have, but it was one of those things where I feel like it was so short, I watched it within like an hour or however long it ends up being, and I totally forgot Mm -hmm. about it by the time I was even done watching it. Like, it was... I forgot that it existed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like the Baymax one. Like, I remember seeing a few episodes of that, and just after that, like, nothing. Like, I don't even remember what happens in it. Like... The trailer for this has him flying uh, past the Watcher, and I'm Oh, interesting. Yeah. Don't know if I'll have any, like, purpose, but I was like, okay. I mean, there is going to be, like, a What If Season 2, right? Yeah. Crossover. In Marvel? Who would have thought? But this looks adorable. No scans were made, uh, used in the making of this. That we're uh, aware of. Show. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I guess, technically, there's probably a scan for Groot. I'm sure they use no caps <laughs> in some way. But a um, little different. No AI, mm-hmm. hopefully, used in that. Do you know that AI was used for Secret Invasion? Um, just the, the, the intro. Theme? For the intro, yeah. yeah. But from yeah. what I understood, the art that it still was originated off of was original slash consented to do that. Mm. So, Oh, that's cool. From what I gather, who knows if that's the truth. But to make it ethical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but that is it. Are we geeking out about anything else this week? I am. Um, I do want to... It's a little bit of promotion as well. I'm, I'm doing a campaign with a buddy of mine. Um, he basically wrote his own tabletop RPG within like a few weeks um, called The Book of Astra. And it's basically like Fallout style themed, uh, like post-apocalyptic, like sci-fi. Um, we are, I guess, he eventually wants to turn it into like a legit like PDF and things like that. Like he can get it kickstarted. But myself, um, he's DMing and myself and a bunch of people from Comics and the Cross another so fun. Gr- group out there that does their own campaign on like Mondays we're all getting together and we're playing in this in this thing and so we're actually going to stream it I believe it's 8.30 Eastern on a Sunday Sunday evening and then so I'm actually helping turn that uh, into an audio form so people can catch up on Spotify and like that's we're awesome we're even going to throw up like the sessions on YouTube and stuff like that um not that like we're trying to make content out of it, but it's just something like you know we want people to check it out if they want to, and eventually cool. we want to push this thing out to like other people for more people to use. And it yeah. definitely has D and D mechanics at the core of it, but he's definitely got his own things in mind and stuff like that. And it's su- it's super cool. I'm excited for it. Um, I bought so- I bought some new dice the other day at the convention, um, but then I also found these really cool online, actually, from the same company um, that we've met at the convention. But they're like a Weird West-themed, like, set of dice. And they're, like, brass, but they look like they're, like, got a bunch of, like, gears and cogs in them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't need more dice, but I'm buying these because it fits with the theme, so. But yeah, I'm super stoked for the campaign, and I'll definitely talk a little bit about it every now and then here so um but it's just i'm excited because y'all gave me like serious fomo talking about D and now like i'm basically <laughs> yeah. playing again so i'm, I'm excited Yay. good 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 mm-hmm. yeah usually uh just one small thing as i continue my comics and manga reading uh i'm now starting the legend of arslan or the heroic legend of arslan which actually 
I watched the anime for. It's the same creator as uh, Full Metal Alchemist. But no one really knows about it. No one really talks about it. But uh, the anime, unfortunately, got canceled. Like, there was two seasons, and then it just... There's just no resolution, which is such a bummer. And I actually... Koei Tecmo you know, actually made a video game on PS4 uh, a few years ago for mm-hmm. that. Yep. I remember that. Yeah, but it's... Uh, I, I, I liked it. It wasn't, like, super-duper amazing or anything, but I definitely wanted more of it. It was basically... It really felt like Fire Emblem, the anime, but not Fire Emblem, obviously, um, because just the, you know, it sort of focuses on this prince who has like this party of people following him um, and he's having to sort of reclaim his kingdom and, you know, things of that nature. So I realized I could just read the manga through my library app and I think I could read it all the way up to what's crazy to me that I didn't realize is that this started back in like, I want to say like 2013. It's oh, wow. still being released 10 years later, which I that's did cool. not anticipate. I really fully, like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to read the manga. Totally thinking that's completely over and <laughs> it's not. And who knows, maybe it will be by the time I, like, finish it all because it's going to take a while. But um, that's crazy to me. That's still going. But if anything, I'm glad it's still going rather than being canceled. And who knows, maybe there's still a chance of them either finishing the anime or just doing a new one maybe if they finish it and it has success then they'll remake it or something but mm-hmm. um i don't know i just liked it so i'm reading through that that's awesome yeah cool right, well we will end the podcast there then uh shelly where can they find you at you can find me on twitter still just saying twitter um <laughs> at the shellshock 24 and lj you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at LJ Paladin. You can find me on x.com. That's <laughs> <laughs> just so... I don't like it's it. so bad. <laughs> and uh, mostly Instagram. At Cody Ever. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye-bye. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.